0: Hello folks, welcome to Nerd One Podcast. I am Vincent, and today's show, I want to talk about alternate sequel trilogies to Star Wars. So sit down, buckle up, we're gonna nerd out. So over a year ago, the Star Wars sequels. Conc- concluded their run and the response has been mixed. I mean, there are those folks who thought it was good some people thought it was meh some people absolutely hate it and I know who you are. I've talked to you and, you know your complaints are justified but, you know there's also those rumors online that somehow, some way you know, either one of the star wars tv shows the mandalorian the Ahsoka, or some show is actually going to invalidate the trilogy and if they do that that will be interesting to see i don't think they will i think that's going to be millions of dollars that kind of thrown out i'm pretty sure that i'm pretty sure they made the money back you know three or four times fold but today i want to go over three alternatives to the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Now, let's start off with the Dark Forces trilogy. Now, if you recognize that that name, you'll understand this is actually a series of video games. Now, let me start. So, Dark Forces was a game that came out for the PC that starred a guy named Kyle Katarn, but it was actually wrapped up in the Star Wars universe at the time. It was canon until Disney bought everything out and blah, blah, blah. We we all know how that goes, but so it basically focuses on Kyle Katarn who first first level is to, you know, steal the Death Star plans. So he did before Rogue One, sorry, Rogue One, but from there, he was actually tasked by Mon Mothma to go out and Basically, see what the Empire was doing, you know, post Second Death Star destruction. So he helped both first one, and then kind of time jumps a little bit to the end of the you know, Return of the Jedi, where the New Republic is being formed, and but there's still remnants of the Empire going on. So he's basically told, hey, the Empire's up to something. Go find what's going on. We think it's called a Dark Trooper Program. Let's see what's all about. See, Dark Troopers were canon before Disney bought it. Thanks, Mandalorian. So, throughout the game, you're—it's literally a first-person shooter, but you get to go through. You get to, of course, fight the stormtroopers. You get to fight of raincore, and really, the story itself is more of a Jedi-less action-packed kind of game because, I mean, there are parts where you're hopeless. I mean, you get captured, you're given nothing besides your fists, and yes, you can punch people in the game. But as time goes on, you find your stuff, and it's just, it's a good game. But the second one is Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. So this one here really expands upon the, the story of Kyle Katarn you know, what happened to his father, you know, his lineage, you know, who he really is and actually brings in some other characters as well. Because with this, you get, of course, Kyle um, you get Jan, his pilot and well, eventually lover spoiler spoiler alert there, but you also get, you know, Jarek, the dark Jedi, who is a fallen Jedi master, Who's looking for a place called the Valley of the Jedi? And the Valley of the Jedi is basically a place of pure concentrated force. Not dark, not light, just pure, dark, concentrated force. And he's looking for it because he wants to rule the galaxy. He is part of the remnant of the Empire. So, of course, he has his stormtroopers. And, you know, that's what he wants to do. So as the game goes along, you find out that you were a kind of you were force sensitive. So you basically venture back to your your dad's house, um, where you find out. Well, you know he's been killed. He was killed. That's one thing you find out pretty early on. But from there, you kind of venture to find out that you know your dad, well, his dad was friends with a Jedi Knight who gifted him a lightsaber as a thank you, you know, from you know his own collection. And it has now been passed to you, you know, you Kyle Katarn. And to be honest, the first few levels using that lightsaber in the game, <laughs> it was just pathetic. It was best to, you know, slowly learn your way through things. Like one of those kind of one-on-one, learn how to block and all that but the game was really good because it was one of the very early star wars choose your own path kind of games to where you would basically become you know in your choice of actions dark or light and it's true like you'd actually do certain things in the game where you would earn you know light side points you would earn dark side points and doing other things to be honest it was so easy to go down the path of the dark side Super simple, but it was also a lot harder to beat the game if you went down the dark side. So it was kind of an interesting play on things. One really good part about this game, though, was they actually had live, you know, cutscenes. So it wasn't just animated; it was actual people, actual actors doing this. Granted, it, some of the acting was cheesy. Granted, but it was done really well. It was. Just mind blown. So, the third one was uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcasts. This is where they really bring in more of the original Star Wars trilogy because you are, you know, someone who you're still Kalkatarn, is, this is kind of the year end of the trilogy, and basically you are, you've given up your ways of the Jedi for what you had learned, you know, throughout the second game, you've given it up because even though you may have finished the second game on the light side, you felt that call to the dark and you didn't want to do that. So you literally hand your lightsaber over to Luke Skywalker said, Hey, I don't need this anymore. I'm done. And you become, basically just a gun for hire, you know, for the empire, not for them, sorry, not the empire for the new Republic. So, you know, throughout the game, you know, things happen. You come across another dark Jedi called Dasan, who's actually one of Luke's pupils. And I'm not going to spoil this one. It was was a good game. Certain things happen to where you run back to Luke, say, give me the lightsaber back. He says, "Mm no, 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 no. You got to go through this course first but the fun part is that you know as the game progresses of course you relearn your force powers all that um certain missions luke joins you he actually fights with you and fights well with you not just like one of those oh he's here but i gotta do all the work it's like no i can sit back and he's gonna mess them all up so it was good you know series of games and i can see, see easily being adapted into a live action trilogy but we'll see uh, next up is actually a book series called the Jedi Academy Trilogy. Uh, it was written by, written by Kevin Anderson. So this one might be tough one to make just because it takes place about a year or two after Return of the Jedi. Um, our cast is still pretty young, so they'll probably need to recast everyone. But it basically happens that Luke starts this Jedi Academy. Uh, Leia helps reform you know, the Republic into the New Republic. And Han and Shui are assigned to go find out, find out, you know, parts of the empire are still around that remnants that they're still out there are still loyal and to either convert them or take them down. So, but what makes this trilogy so good is that there's still a major empire presence. You know, those, you know, don't give up. We'll die before we give up kind of remnants. Um, a super secret weapon, you know, named the Sun Crusher, that, you know, gets introduced and, you know, Han and gotta figure out what to do with it and how to deal with it. But also we get to see, you know, one of Luke's students, you know, falls to the dark side thanks to a Sith ghost of Exar Kun and it has a fun surprise twist at the ending, but the book overall really kind of showcases, you know, taking the original trilogy and not just kind of keeping it going, just exploding it, making it bigger and better, you know, introducing new characters, new thoughts, ideas. And honestly, I think <clears throat> that book trilogy would make a good alternative to the sequel trilogy we got. And finally, I'm just going to keep it at three, the Thrawn trilogy. By Timothy Zahn. So, yes, Thrawn is back, you know, in canon. He may become the main villain for the Ahsoka series, as we saw in Mandalorian. But, you know, Thrawn was originally introduced in the Star Wars games, but this is his book. So, basically, it dealt with Thrawn, you know, coming back from the Outer Rim, seeing the Emperor dead, Vader's dead. The Empire's in ruins. I mean, it's literally on the brink of the destruction. He gathers up what forces are left for the Empire. They're still loyal. And Bixie says, I was gone for a while. I'm back now. Let's take back what's ours." And he really gave the, you know, really gave the New Republic a run for his money. You know, winning many skirmishes. Because Ron, in Legends and in canon, is just a brilliant tactician. And they really showcase this in this book, but not only you know do we get Thrawn, we get you know the introduction of Mara Jade, who is you know the Emperor's you know assassin for hire, who is you know she's very loyal to him, but now she's kind of lost. So she is force sensitive. She's partially trained, not fully trained. So you know she eventually sides with Luke on on this journey. We get to see the return of Luke's separate hand from Empire. Yeah, it makes a comeback. You know, it kind of looks like Thing. And for those who get the reference, you know your Adam's family. But also, we get to see you know, a success- successfully cloned Jedi Master, who, after realizing that he's a clone, loses his mind, falls to the dark side, and tries to coerce Luke and Leia and really anyone who's forced into to come to his side because he feels it's his destiny, not to be a Jedi master, but to be the new emperor, which, you know, Thrawn, of course, doesn't take very lightly. doesn't take very lightly, but the whole trilogy right there would be super, super successful. Once again, it does take place. I think it's five years after you know, Return Jedi. So, of course, you know, recasting would need to be done for the trilogy, but, you know, I think it would work out very well. I think it would do amazingly well. The story's solid. Um, I mean, other ones they could, you know, adapt as well are Shadows of the Empire, uh, Yuzong Vong War. Um, I mean, there's so many more out there that they could do. I mean, Disney has... Well, I'm not say Disney. Star Wars, you know, itself, pre-Disney, has such a rich history to it because George Lucas embraced that there were people out there who were fans who were diehards and he wanted to see what they could do. And there we're we're still out there and we're still writing. But it's one of those if you try to publish it, Disney may come after you. But anyhow, that's just kind of some alternatives I was I was kind of thinking of that you know could replace the Sequel trilogy. But folks, that's all I got for this time. So once again, I am Vincent. This is the Nerd 1 Podcast. Come find us on social media. We're on Twitter. still doing Nerd 1 5. Instagram, Facebook, Nerd 1 Podcast. Uh, email nerd one gmail.com. But if you don't mind, could you please share the episode? Like, subscribe. Uh, re- retweet it. Um, and let's grow the Nerd together. But you'll find us on really every major podcast player. Apple, Google, Spotify, r Radio. Um... Breaker box, there's a few others. But until next time, stay safe out there, wash your hands, stay clean. We'll talk to you soon, and have a great day out there. Bye now.